With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast at Home Edition. Um, I am Amanda Nduka. And my name is Dino Ray Animal Crossing Ramos. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, today on our podcast, we have the wonderful gem, Tika Sumter. And I'm so excited to get to talk to her. I've been a fan of her since I since the game we mentioned that but she had such great energy and she had such great things to say i was really really good i was really happy with this one yeah and also we recorded this um right right before we recorded this we found out that mixed dish was renewed so it was a very celebratory podcast right yeah she she was in good spirit and she looked like really good like she she like (laughs) dog and i'm here in a beanie looking all greasy like i'm kind of like i'm i feel a little bit sweaty right now (laughs) wait is it hot in texas right now um so it has it actually looks like it's it's supposed to be thunderstorming so i think it's supposed to go like this whole this weekend is not going to be it's not going to be a good weekend apparently okay well um that's okay because nobody's you're indoors anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no yeah so mixed issues on abc currently you can watch it on hulu they got renewed for a second season we just got the news today we were all celebrating together which was fun yeah and then also (laughs) you know also i think a lot of people haven't watched Southside with you and Mm -hmm. you know that movie there's just something so charming and yeah i loved it it, it, it's such it's such a like a it, it, it is like one of those movies where it's just one date. It's like yeah. the whole movie is a date. And I love that movie so much. And uh, she was in, she played, she played Michelle Obama. Imagine yeah. that. She was just in <laughs> Sonic too, the Hedgehog movie. Yes! The Hedgehog movie. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> but she just was in that. She's great, you guys. Um, we love talking to her and we can't wait to see what else she has to, she has in store. So without further ado, here is Tika. Tika, thank you for joining (laughs) us on the new Hollywood podcast. Thank Um, you. we're, like this is coming out in a couple of weeks, but we just want to congratulate you because we just heard, like <laughs> literally right before we signed on, we heard the news that Mixed Dish was renewed. Yay! Congratulations! Yay! Is this the first time you're hearing this news, or did you know this already? I knew about an hour ago. Okay. Okay. okay so you, we we just know. We just yeah. found out about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but it's still exciting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. so so what have you been up to during this quarantine? Like, well, how has it been for you? 
it's crazy because I feel it's crazy. Cause at first I'm like, Oh great. We get two weeks to like do nothing. <laughs> and then yeah. it just kind of kept going, but I've been busier than ever, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Um, I, like I guess, you know, everybody's home and the developing has actually happened. And the writers are like handing in scripts. Um, I launched a lifestyle brand with my partner, Ty Randolph called oh, Sugarberry. Yeah. Um, thank you. And, uh, so I've been kind of, it's called Sugarberry and we have a podcast called the sugar. I, I, just saw I, I actually live, I, don't, I shouldn't say this, but I, don't, I won't say where, but my, my street is called Sugarberry. I thought that was so. Oh my God. I love I that. You have a, yeah, that's where I grew up. I, mean, oh my I live gosh. in LA. I live in LA now, but my my uh, home is Texas. So. Oh my gosh, Sugarberry! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so Sugarberry Lane. <laughs> that sounds like something like you would read in like like a, it's like a Candyland. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember, yes. Remember how people used to be like, "What would be what would be your porn name?" Mine would be Amanda, <laughs> Amanda Sugarberry. Amanda well, Sugarberry. Um, we're not a porn hub, but yeah. <laughs> Amanda, no, that actually is good. Amanda, yeah, um, yeah, it is. It actually is. Good. Also, you know, yeah, yeah, that is that is that is a good one. <laughs> but, but, but Tika, so what are you? So you have you have a daughter at home. Are you are you homeschooling right now? Uh yeah, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love home story. I love homeschooling stories. We like, yeah. have the same reaction. Yeah, Nick, like like my fiance Nick, he's really been taking over that lane. I am not the best teacher. I'm more of like experiential teacher. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, right. let's go outside and play kickball or like, mm. let's do an experiment at home, you yeah. know, make a volcano situation. Like I like doing stuff, but like mm-hmm. the teaching aspect, I'm like, Ooh, so Nick has really been taking over. And literally last night he goes, I'm a terrible teacher, so, <laughs> you know, cause my daughter's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't draw the a right. She, she said that to him, the letter A. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no. been, you know, it's been going. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that though the whole thing about, you know, everyone homeschooling, it kind of is like, oh, wow, teachers are really, really have it, you know, tough. <laughs> yes, they're very oh, yeah. necessary. And, you know, bravo to all the teachers out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I know, I look at my little cousin's work and I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like at one point but I don't remember anything (laughs) anything I feel like when she gets to third or fourth grade I'm like girl we got to get a tutor I don't know (laughs) don't know and it's also interesting because um like my nephews like they're they're, my sister's homeschooling them right now one goes to a private school and one goes to a public school and she sees the difference in like yeah and like she's like the for for my but the older my older nephew, uh, it seems because they have less people in their class, so mm-hmm. they could teach them more. There's more one on one time. Where oh. my other nephew, it's a little bit. I don't want to say it's worse, but it's not as intense. Yeah, I, I grew say. up in public yeah. school, and I, I don't know anything. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to public I, school too. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I just remember my math class, and my math teacher asked me to go to the board and. I was trying to do a math problem and I just remember her rolling her eyes at me like, go sit down. And I was like, <laughs> roll your heart. That is not a way to. I know. I, I know. Also, it, it hurt myself. I hated being called on in class. I hated going to the board when they said, well, yeah. 
no, no, no. All I'm of it. Yeah. All <laughs> of it. Um, then imagine all that with somebody rolling their eyes at you. Yeah. Like, girl, you ain't got it. Bye. Um, so Tika, I remember when I first was introduced to you was the game. Um, that mm-hmm. was not not the BT game. The the other <laughs> pregame. The the pregame. Yeah, no, not the post game, but the but the but the first game. And I remember just being so excited about seeing another black woman on television. It was, it was, I mean, it's not, not, not to say that you were the first, but it was just so refreshing because obviously at that point, at that time, there wasn't that many to choose from. So as you were, as you were um, sort of rising in your career, who are the people that you looked up to when you, when you were first getting started? And also who inspired you to actually get in the business? I have a very weird story. Um, you know, I was born in Queens, and so mm. I was raised there until I was 10 years old. And so we would, like, go outside a lot. So literally till the streetlights came on, and my mom would be like, take us, screaming down the block. Mm. But also, we also watched a lot. Like, I grew up on TV. Like, watching mm. TV was something for me. And um, I just remember being a little girl sitting in front of the TV, watching Felicia Rashad on The Cosby mm. Show, Mm-hmm. and watching Rudy like all and I'm just like and then watching a different world and all these shows and I, I kept thinking I want to be in that box in yeah. my mind and but I didn't understand I didn't girl not one person in my family ever yeah. Hollywood what what is that that ain't, <laughs> that ain't real up right. in, in here <laughs> exactly. um so I just remember it being planted just mm. and my imagination just like it was just like I was transported to other worlds and I wanted to do it. Didn't know the name for it. So that's kind of what inspired it. I always say, I just remember the Cosby show mm-hmm. and, um, and cartoons and just all those good things. And then when I went to, I moved to Long Island when I was uh, 10 years old and I kind of pushed myself from there. I mean, I would watch TV. I'm trying to think, what did I watch? Um, like I said, a different world, like all those girls, um, mm. you know, sister, sister, yes. you know, sister. uh, Brandy yes. show, Alicia, that Alicia. was Alicia. And to the, oh, <laughs> like I wanted to be all of them. And then yes. also like watching movies, like waiting to exhale. I was so yes. young, but I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. Um, it's so it's all these really beautiful women I saw on TV constantly that I just wanted to be in their world. And so I just started going to classes from Long Island to New York on the weekends. I used to work at a movie theater uh, in junior high to high school, United Artists Movie Theater. It's now shut down in Long Island. Mm. And I was a concession girl. And then I would use that money, go on the LIRR to New York, take classes. Wow from the ground up, I had no idea how to get, I literally had to get a book from Barnes and Nobles to tell me what to do. Wow. So it was, oh, kinda, wow. yeah, it was kind of like the how to start and yeah. then figuring it out by yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, were there, were there certain people like, or certain, um, I guess, actresses out there that you sort of modeled your aspirational career after? Who was, I think it was more like, so, okay, so it was like, I remember seeing Angela Bassett and What's Love Got to Do With It, like. Mm, iconic. <laughs> Robbed <laughs> of the Oscar. Boy, <laughs> I was like, who, what the hell? You know, and so she was an inspiration, but then I would see 
like there weren't many black girls at that time. Like I remember seeing Zoe Saldana starting to come up and like really being the girl, you right. know what I mean? All, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, girl. but I never, she was the black girl yeah. or Gabrielle Union, you know, yeah. Yeah. and all the kind of like, she's got to have it. I mean, yeah. she's got to have it. Like she's all bad and like all that. Right. So, but there was only like one, of, it felt like they only let in one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> you know, so, definitely. so it was kind of that. Yeah. Like, I feel like all those, those movies, all those people were kind of inspirational to say, well, maybe I can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and your first role was on, was it on Days of Our Lives? One Life to Live. One Life to one Live. Life I'm to sorry. Live. I'm sorry. Yep. I, yeah, it's okay. But from, from, <laughs> from, from landing that job until now, what would, do you recall the moment where you felt like, okay, I can sort of take control of my career and do the things that I want to do, the things that really speak to what, what's important to me? No. Okay. When, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, I got at a job. Oh my God. I, can I get to keep, do I get to keep the job? Yeah, I get to right, keep it for four right. years. That was the first job I ever had where I didn't have to waitress any, didn't have to do like a side hustle. And that was my first contract role. So that was a big deal. And when you, here's the thing, you know, it's a weird, it's a mixed bag. Cause we're in a different time right now, but like when you no, no, this is true for when you get your first mm -hmm. job, you're just happy to really be there. So you don't mm -hmm. want to rock any boats and you don't even have the understanding, especially during that time of, you know, now there's all these people creating their own shows and like right. doing their own thing, but you don't even have the understanding that you have that power, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the power for so long has been held by a group and they are the ones to say, you come in, you come in, you get this job. So you're just like, you're happy to be there, to be honest. Right. And that's mm -hmm. why nobody yeah. speaks. Nobody speaks up about their hair, their makeup, yes. all these things that we're now talking about. Right. Nobody would have said, like, even if you're like, um, I remember being like, um, this part looks like it's from Africa and this part looks like it's from Europe. Like, can we blend it? You know, and they're like, what? You know, and I actually saw a clip the other day of my role on When Life to Live. And I was like, oh, I looked a hot mess. <laughs> and I was so green. Oh, my like, God. I kept going, like, touching my head. Like, I'm like, yeah. why am I touching my head? I didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you can, you can so, always tell, yeah. like, if the, if the hairstylist is a Black person. <laughs> she's a Black woman. Because I'd be looking at the, and I'm like, this couldn't have been done by a Black person. Ma'am. No, but it's like, okay. yeah, it, it, it is so true what you say about, like, especially from marginalized communities is, like, when we get our first job in something that's hard to break into, we keep our head down and not say, well, I think of a certain generation, I guess. Yeah. Of a certain generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but even now, in acting, you're yeah, so vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're constantly yeah, especially in acting, that you can be yeah. replaced. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I, I just, that, that whole ment I hope that whole mentality of like, oh, you should just be happy to be here. I mean, it's still really relevant and really front and center, but. I, you know, I, I see it being pushed away a little bit, a, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's, there's definitely a difference that's happening. And it's because when you're in a place of power, so now I have some sort of power to say, mm, nope, these are the people we need to hire. And, and this is, that's what it is. And, and just making sure I, for me, I'm always like, is everybody cared for? Does everybody feel good about 
the way they look, like everything, because it all matters, you know, and it's not being difficult because we hear that word. That's a buzzword. Oh, she's yeah. difficult because she didn't just go with the flow. Basically, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I because I have a voice. Right. So it's when I'm able to empower other people to just speak their peace. And that's what I yes. do when you know, people, even on my set who are newer and they're like, um, should I, I'm like, go and talk, speak. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and not everybody's going to always, you know, egos are involved and all that good stuff, but I think everybody just has to be in it for the greater good of the cause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, like speaking of mixed dish, (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Like good segue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, you know, when you kind when the, the, the project first crossed your desk, you know, what was your reaction to it? And like, what was it that appealed to you about, you know, about jumping into this established world, you know, that, that Kenya has created and like, you know, hopefully, you know, what you could bring to it, how you could elevate it, how you could continue kind of its power, you know, its, it's uh, influence and impact. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was intrigued. You know, we know the impact that Blackish and um, Grownish has had. And I was intrigued, but I was also a little like confused at first because, you know, my agent called me and she's like, you don't look like the mom who played yeah, the mom I, now. And I'm a like, lot of people were bringing that up. I remember yeah. That. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't. So then I, t- Kenya called me. He's like, I wanted to try to get to you before your agent got to you. I'm like, she got to me. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I don't care about that. He's like, I really think it's important to portray somebody who looks different than the kids. Like what is your experience as a dark skinned black mom? Right. Um, so with that, it's like, they decided to change the casting and they, they also said I was just the best one for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little afraid uh, because one, going in, like I had to do a test reading with the original guy before Mark Paul. Okay. And, you know, I, this was my first um, kind of comedy situation, like in, in, in saying long-term series. And it was, it was nerve wracking because everybody's sitting there, including Tracy Ellis Ross, like looking at you like, make us laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I did, and it was fun and and it was great, but um, they definitely wanted to bring a different aspect to the character, which I think it serves, serves it well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think there's two ends of the the spectrum. It's like, listen, everybody's white, white and light, super light, 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 fair. And that's one story, but like, where is the dynamic of like, the view from this dark skin all black girl yeah. you know what I mean like what is that how does that play out yeah. and so I was excited that they they decided to do that and and I was just like cool let's go with it I mean and especially nowadays I feel like it happens all the time I mean we're about to see a black Ariel you yeah. know what I mean yeah. mm. it's like you know some people were like oh I, I hate change but I'm that, yeah. then I'm like well then are you yelling at the way people who are saying they hate change and Ariel you know right. what I mean because <laughs> yeah. I'm excited you know what right. I mean I'm excited to see something else yeah, yeah. no exactly. it's so it's so funny because like when I just remember like people getting so angry that Ariel is a cartoon like why why does it have oh to God. be a race thing? but it's like it's a we, fish if, if <laughs> sorry <laughs> it, Hollywood has has a long um standing um reputation for putting in white characters into black roles into asian roles we've, we've seen that oh, yeah. even recently so the fact that people are so up in arms about it but like when it when it comes to putting a black person in a, in a role that was played by black uh, uh, uh i guess a lighter skin a lighter yeah. skin or 
a cartoon that was supposed, yeah. supposed to be white. Like, <laughs> like it just <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. it, no, it, it is weird. Like, oh, Hollywood has this history of whitewashing, like, and it's this normalcy that has continued throughout Hollywood. So when that changes, the yeah. status quo is like, all, oh no, it's like, right. all, oh no, I mean, right, you know, well, whoever was Maria, mad about. Whoever was mad about Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Viv, it's like, well, oh my god, you kind of got your Aunt Viv back. <laughs> oh my god, yes, uh, you know I mean? love that. Yes. And the crazy part is she played my mom. Um, Janet Hubert played my mom on One Life to Live. Uh, oh wow, full circle. Full circle. So it's like you know, whoever's best for the job, great. And it's crazy because I come from New York, where on Broadway they would do colorblind casting all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Felicia Rashad and Osage um Osage Orange County yeah, okay. yeah. oh August did she play um Osage, yeah, yeah. August County yeah, she played yeah. the mom to yeah. all these that's white cool. kids oh god that's amazing <laughs> and, and I did not didn't Ben Vereen once play the Phantom on Phantom I think in Phantom I think yes opera. he did he yes did yeah. he did so I, I just come from a world where it's like dude she killed the role I didn't care that she was black and everybody else was white right. like it didn't even yeah. matter so <laughs> um yeah so that's that well, I think, and also, you know, mixed dish. You know, when I first when we when I first heard about the project, I was like, oh, this is going to cause conversation because yeah. um, I, you know, I have a lot of mixed faith. We know we, you know, mixed race friends, and I hear their experience, and it's so interesting to see that because it's something like we will never or I will never kind of encounter. Yeah. Um, and there are narratives that are seldom told. Um, why do you think that is? And uh, why do you think that telling these mixed race narratives are important? Well, I mean, I think it simply hasn't been told because again, the people who can green light things are just, you know, they say no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure, there have been a ton of scripts and things where, you know, um, these stories are happening, but Kenya actually is in a place of power and success where him and Peter Saji, who created the show, said, hey, let's do a spinoff on like what life was like before Bo became Bo, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and I think their story is very complicated. You know, you have these two worlds coming together. And what does that mean for a child who is two things, right? Who, it's, it's a split. And it's, I have a mixed child, you know, and her world is going to be different than mine in a lot of ways, you know, uh, a lot of things I'll be able to understand, but some things I won't. And so it's like juggling that and, and, and their stories are valid. You know what I mean? Their stories are very valid. And, and I, I'm glad that it's finally being told um, through the lens of somebody who actually does, who did, who was raised by a family that was black and white, which is Peter Saji, you yeah. know, he's, um the creator so um i think you know it just depends who has the power yeah well yeah. Tracy was raised by uh was her dad was white correct or my who's dad tracy ellis Ross. yes okay tracy yeah. yes. and also I, I i do love how i remember at tca when the first you know the first panel was there and um a lot of people don't know that mark paul is half asian mixed. or is mixed or not half he has i don't know 
his like, yeah his mom's asian his half right he, uh, indonesian yeah. i believe yes. right? oh wow yeah. indonesian I know that. <laughs> yeah i saw so. the, the asian community knew or some of them didn't know they, they they were gagged the girls were gagged when they were like oh ooh, mark paul is half asian like, oh, really? <laughs> yes <laughs> so he's playing he's playing a white man you know what thing i really like whenever whenever mixes was first announced and there was a bit of like controversy about it one thing that really stuck to my mind was i feel like in hollywood we sort of treat black people as a monolith so it's like if we if you're if you're if you're black you like we have we all just assume that everybody's experience is the same like hmm. that, you know we all we all come from low income or some you know boys in the hood type place we all grew up with no fathers like it's, it's so so what i thought was refreshing about mixes was that it was sort of it not it was it was still telling black narrative but it yep. was, was giving us a different perspective, something that we really haven't, I mean, we, we, we know about this, we talk about it amongst ourselves all the time, but does, does um, white America, medical America, middle America really know like what the difference between a mixed person or mixed dish person and, and, and like, do, do they know that their the experiences are different? Probably not. So no. that's why it was so refreshing to see that because like I said, African, our experiences are different than people that grew up in, in, in you know, wherever. Um, but mm-hmm. for you, how do you sort of navigate the comedy of the show um, with commentary on, the, on cultural identity? How do I navigate it? Like, how, do how do I navigate? How, how do you approach that? that, that um... Well, I mean, the writing is there. Um, and if something is, you know, doesn't, doesn't um, work with, real life of like all I can speak is from the place of a black girl right Right. that's all I know I don't know mixed I'm not mixed you know obviously there's ancestry obviously but I'm black yeah so for me what I can speak to is the identity of a black woman and what she would and would not do and what she would do with her kids what she would do with her job Mm -hmm. for me and again like you said it's like the narrative that has been put out there, even about black motherhood, that's literally what yeah. sugar, my Sugarberry um, lifestyle brand is about and the sugar. It's like mm-hmm. the narrative is this one note. And so mm-hmm. for me, even when they're writing certain things and the way I speak or the way I react to, whether it's you know something about civil rights or the cops or my children or being scared for my kids, mm-hmm. I identify culturally with my experience, yeah. right? And yeah. what my mother has experienced and what my mm. sisters have experienced, right? And that's all I can come into it with my own experience. So that's that's kind of how I, I navigate it. Yeah. And you know, they really value my opinion. I'm yeah. so grateful for that because if I'm like, guys, mm-mm. Yeah. It don't mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Wouldn't talk like that, wouldn't say that, wouldn't they get it from a place of like okay. not just trying to hear my own voice, but really yeah. trying to make the best out of out of um the work. Right. Yes. Because I wanna ask you something. Um, like as I mentioned before, like there there, there are not a lot of black women on TV, dark skinned women on TV. Did you ever feel a pressure to sort of sort of be that that authentic representation of the black experience of the black female experience in, in your career because a lot of people would probably would look up to you or maybe even critique you if you know something doesn't something doesn't match up do you have you ever felt that type of pressure uh, pressure's a weird thing right uh-huh. so I think pressure's in phases, right? So in the beginning of your career, you're like, dude, I just want to work, man. Yeah. Just like, give me a mm. job, right? Mm-hmm. 
then it goes to, wait, I want more. And like, I'm able to navigate what I want and I have choices. And you try to make all the best choices, but at each period of your life, you're just in a different phase, right? And for me, you can go in thinking it's this one thing and then it turns out to be something totally different than you what you expected what you were told it was going to be everything right and you're just like okay i'm in it i gotta do it but i think there is this pressure of feeling like oh my god i i want to expand narratives i want to i want to be i guess like what hattie mcdaniel said i want my race to be proud of me yeah. you know yeah. but that's also a lot of weight on somebody's back all the time. Like white people just to get to, they get to be anything they want to be. They want to be a prostitute, they be a prostitute. They want to be a a mother, they be a mother. (laughs) They want to be in a horror film and kill somebody, they kill somebody. And they don't have that, right? But we always have to kind of carry this, this weight. It's not weight in a bad way. It's just like, we know that we don't get that many chances. Like Mm -mm. we don't fail up most of the time, you know what I mean? And, and so we know that it's really important that the choices we make have to be very clear. And, and, and that, I think that puts a little bit of weight on. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a good point. It's Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, especially with actors, you know, even like maybe even with filmmakers, you know, you have to be, we have to be more or uh, people of color or LGBTQ community or anyone of the marginalized community have to be more mindful about the choices they make because let's say, you know, uh, especially with, you know, like let's say like a South Asian, like they get a role as a terrorist, you know, Yeah. you know, yeah. It's, it's like, and then, but they like the role because it's in depth, but then at the same time, that role is perpetuating the stereotype that right. has been perpetuated for years and decades. Yeah. And I know. It, it's so, it's so it's weird. It's double-edged sword. And so I always yeah. wonder how people sort of balance everything because I, I mean, I'm not in the public eye, but I just can't imagine having to like be in the public eye and everything that you, you know, especially now that we're talking about representation and diversity, I feel like a lot of people are heavily critiquing marginalized works that are coming from marginalized communities. So Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I do understand like, it's a journey. It's like, mm-hmm. I do understand like critics have to critique, right? That's what they do. And including black critics have to critique black stuff and they don't right. like everything. Yeah. But we also, it's like, we didn't have like a 200 year head start either. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're, we're just now getting started, into the good yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. so we're barely getting into it. You know, we're 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 like touching it, but we're, we're like, scratching. oh wait, yeah. it's like we're coming, we're coming, but you know, yeah. we're coming, <laughs> we're scaling we're, the walls. We're, we're a little skittish, but we're still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, that's so true. It's so true. Um, you know, with with mixed dish, you know, we've already kind of talked about how people have responded to the show with the first season, but what? Have there, what have the responses been personally to you? I have people reached out to you. And also, what have you taken away from doing the first season? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I get all different types of like positive, amazing 
reactions from everybody, you know, from black people. They're like, oh my God, I can watch the show with my family, mm-hmm. you know, and then I get it from white people. Like, they're like, oh my God, I didn't know that, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the cops, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or they're like, you're so beautiful. Yeah. On like TV. A, oh, you're, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, dial it back. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate that because I was like, you're acting, you sound surprised. <laughs> oh my God, you're so beautiful. I didn't know. No, or, or, or it's like, you're so beautiful in person. Like, that is not a compliment, guys. If you're no, listening or, to no, the whole thing. It, it's almost as bad as saying, "Oh, you look tired." Or when they say, "You're so beautiful for a brown skin girl." I, oh, God. I haven't heard that one for a while. I Thank heard that God. One college, but I, it's still like I feel like I, it's like I have. Why? Hot is hot. Fine hot is fine. Fine hot is, is fine. <laughs> exactly. Fine is fine. Yeah, I've been getting some great, positive, like you know, support and just super grateful for that 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 aspect of it um what was your second question oh um what ha- what have you taken personally from the show and what you, have you learned um that i would not let these bad kids talk to me the way they talking to me on the show <laughs> <laughs> those kids <laughs> oh my God, they're amazing um but they're, they're, yeah, they're fun amazing, but they're a hot mess um yeah no um i think i take a lot you know Nick and I are, like I said, raising a child who has two different parents from two very different backgrounds. So I feel like sometimes from scripts, I'll be like, I'm going to use this, you know, um, like even Nick watched something and he was like, the black community was mad at, at uh, he said, what was it about? Uh, it was something that they were explaining. He was like, y'all were mad at each other for that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or y'all were mad at us? Like, like <laughs> something. So I, I feel like we learn through the show a yeah. lot. And there's a lot of takeaways that we can take away as parents. And just like real, what I do love about Paul and Alicia is they listen to their kids and they're giving them an emotional IQ to take out into the world, which I think is so important in order to change what's happening nowadays. I feel like we have to listen to our kids and talk to them and talk through things. It's no longer that like, do as I say, not as I do. You don't, you're a child, you know, that whole like be seen and not heard kind of thing. But like, I really love that they, they give them the words to express themselves, you know? Um, So I I take that away from it. It starts with the kids, you know, I feel like if we do want to see like meaningful changes happening in our society, we need to start with what what we embed in our kids. Oh yeah. They are our future as Whitney (laughs) says. (laughs) Yes, Whitney. What is next for you after this whole quarantine is, is, is done hopefully soon? What do you have coming up next? So I'm excited. I feel like, uh, well, Mixed Dishes coming up next. We're going to go yeah. back. Hopefully. Yay, season two. Yes, season two. Yes. Oh, so shout out to Andrew T. Andrew oh. T is a friend of mine. I love him. He's such a great writer. He's written a few. He actually wrote uh, the finale with two other writers. Oh, oh he, dope. He had a few scripts by himself. So he's so great. So thoughtful. Oh, nice. So funny. Um yeah, shout out to all the 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 yeah. writers and all of you guys. Um, so yeah, so that and then um, continuing my podcast, The Sugar, continuing yeah. pushing the uh, www.sugarberry.com, and then also mm-hmm. I have like five scripts. I'm I'm put. 
I literally sent a, a pilot out um, to my, to WME today about my mom's life and amazing. And then I have like three original things that one, I'm working with KO Yagen, who's a writer, who's up, mm-hmm. she's writing so many amazing things. Um, and then yeah, I just met her through a friend. Well, we connected on social. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. And then yeah. my friend Kimmy Yondo, uh, we collaborated on a script and I'm just working with all these people who are fantastic women of color, black women. Um, and I'm excited to like put more out into the world from a space where my experience. So yes, we're excited. Share those narratives. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we like to wrap up this uh, discussion with something that we call the facts or the FAQ, just a couple of fun questions to, to end things off. Um, so the first question is, and I, for the first question is, if you weren't an actress, what would you be doing? Well, if if I wasn't an actress, I would probably be. I always wanted to be an anesthesiologist, but I don't know if it's because I like the way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, they make bank too. So. That was it. And That's they never have to cut or anything. I feel Nothing. Like really good job. Yeah. They're like, go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, there's a go to sleep. Up. Okay, I'm leaving. You <laughs> no, don't even have to stay for the certain. No, I mean you probably have to stay for like yeah, one of my friends. Make sure they wake up okay. Yeah, you yeah. gotta make sure they're okay. But like, I was like, that sounds like a good bomb job. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't I know. You guys can't hear. My dog just opened the door and. and That's fine. We'll just keep it. We'll just keep it candid and it's as fine. natural and well, chill no, as okay, possible. So there's, there's like ten of us living in this house right now. Oh girl, <laughs> it's fine. So Tika, uh, here, here's something for you. Yeah. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head for everyone to see or <laughs> have absolutely everything you do live stream for anyone to see? <laughs> no, y'all don't want my thoughts out there like that. <laughs> y'all really don't. Because I'm already, i already a strong, very strong uh, speaker. Like, I'm like, I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm just telling you the truth. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Yeah, yeah. That's my style. Like, I'm just, you know, I just talk. I'm like, I'm very real, very upfront, very like, mm. this, you see me, that's all you get. That's what you get. <laughs> um, and so I would never want either of those live streams. I don't want any of it live streamed. Okay, I would not so have a job. You you plead the fifth on this answer. You plead the fifth. <laughs> if I had to choose, okay, I'd rather just live stream it and like get no responses back. I'm just going yeah. through my day. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one is a tough. When I was looking, when I was thinking of some, I was just like, oh, hmm, this one's a tough one. Let's see yeah. how she responds. Because yeah. I don't like see when I see everything I do live stream. Does that include me? going to the restroom yes or, yeah. everything you said yeah. <laughs> everything or it might be and you know what i'm gonna go for it and i would just do the just see what i'm thinking I okay. Would do that. <laughs> okay. okay so you, you played michelle obama uh-huh. um, oh, i love that movie by the thank way you. yes yeah. thank you um what other iconic figure female figure would you like to tackle oh um Anne Lowe, mm. who was iconic. She was an iconic dressmaker. She made uh, Jacqueline Kennedy's dress for her wedding. Yeah. She oh, yeah. made Rockefeller, the Rockefeller, like every high society. She was friends with Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. She should have been 
Yves Saint Laurent, like all that, but ahead of her time and just her story is insane. And, um, yeah. So I would love to play her. I would see that. I would love that. I would love to see see that. Cause there's all these like voices, you know, that kind of have been eclipsed by bigger names. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah, and oh, yeah. I, I love no, that kind of underdog. On Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was like, she was high society. Like those women can't flock to her for dresses. Yeah. But the problem was nobody would really like. Um, a woman won an Academy Award in her dress. Um, a, a big actress. Yeah. Um, but nobody ever said her name, her name when they were that asked. Is so Who did trash. you dress? Yeah, I remember. It was yeah. a Negro woman. Yeah. So. Oh God. Well, yes. we're gonna make that happen. Yeah, we're gonna put yes. that out into the universe. Yeah. We're gonna yes. put that out into the universe. Um, yes. Okay. So, uh, uh, mixed dish takes place in a very specific time period. It was pretty much like the '80s and kind of my formative years. So, <laughs> and also the costuming on mixed dish is on point. Oh my so That gosh. said, what Shout are some Sassy. of your yeah what are some of your favorite trends fashion trends from the 80s oh my gosh the cuts and the tailoring on the suits like that I get to wear are bomb and like a lot of these all basically all my stuff is vintage so she's like oh here's this Chanel um you know skirt suit whatever and it's bomb and she's like oh I've for like two hundred dollars, you know, <laughs> like she's like, I can't believe nobody picked this up. Or she, wow. she like keeps naming all these huge designers, and their cuts were so to the like body. You know what I mean? Even though they had these big shoulders and stuff, but yeah, like, no, it's it's like it's like that it gives that hourglass figure, oh that very my. severe hourglass, like exactly. some like working girl, like working like girl. working yes. girl, <laughs> and. And I just think they, the clothes were just so well made, you know, I can really tell the difference and, you know, I mean, those are the fantastic things. The the 80s power suit. Yeah. Okay. So if you had intro music to your life, what song would be playing and why? Um, what's. <laughs> I see, oh I God. see those wheels turning. Every time you wake up in the morning when you're about to start your day, what song is playing? <laughs> or even before you enter a room, yeah, this music plays. <laughs> oh God! Okay, so when I'm entering a room, that is um, because you know you need all the strength in the world to enter some of these rooms in Hollywood. Um, so it's like it's Eminem's. You only get one shot. Because oh, okay. <laughs> opportunity comes yes, once in a yes. lifetime. You better lose That's yourself. Good. That's me. Yes. Um, when I walk into those rooms, yeah. But when I wake up, I feel like um, got me looking so crazy right now. Oh, <laughs> like anything. Beyonce. That's, so anything Beyonce. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. good. That's great yeah, yeah. choices. Dang, yeah. I didn't think about this one, so I have none. But I have none either. <laughs> that was mine's just, mine's just probably great, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of what mine would be. It'd be something really <laughs> sad. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Man. Is there a song that called? Is there a song called "Go Back Talk to sad. Sleep"? That's <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a lazy song by Bruno Mars. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Fun. That's a good Saturday song for me. Yeah. Oh, this I morning I woke up to uh to uh Zion by Lauren Hill. Oh, singing, singing to my I, daughter. That yeah. album is like uh, is the best album ever. I I, I want because it's so timeless. Oh my gosh, like, you can listen to it right now and just yeah. be like, oh yeah, 
This is it. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this was produced like last month. But it's, yeah. it's so <laughs> that's, that's why she won all those Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> that she was like, oh, she's yeah. like a one and done. I'm done. <laughs> but um, like, I'm final quote. Our, our final question is, um, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, creator, or any storyteller that is not in the mainstream that you want to give shine to and you think deserves more credit? Ooh. <sighs> um, yeah, I think there are a bunch of uh, Black Multiple critics. answers, yeah. Yeah, I think there are multiple answers. Um, there's a lot of black critics online who I think are fantastic. Um, um, one, her name is Clarkisha. She goes under by Clarkisha. Her name is Alex. Um, she's a critique uh, critic. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many black critics that could be like the new um, Roger and Ebert kind yeah. of thing, like a show, you know, and they give very, very thoughtful, you know, like NPR has this whole um like a uh, movie critic film critic situation and i feel like there should be more of those right because yeah. they're so interesting to listen to yeah. even if like i literally have heard my stuff on there and i've been like oh this is so cool yeah, um so i think more black critics um some of the writers like i said like i always tell people people are like well how do i break into da 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 and i'm like just look around you. Like a lot of your friends who if you're in this industry or whatever or even online like reaching out to don't always look at the top of the, 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 the hierarchy. Look below that because yeah. all those people are coming. Like yeah. look for yes. writers that you're just like, yo, you're constantly retweeting. You're constantly like, I'd love to work with her. Because a lot of the times when you just shoot your shot and reach out, like I've done, <laughs> you know, and I'm actually writing with somebody now, like yeah. it works, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously I'm in a different situation, but like, I just feel like look at your surroundings and who's around you and reach out to those people and then rise up together. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like there's just so many writers that are coming up. And um, so I wish there was more, like I said, black critics and yeah. um, that. Yeah, I think, that. yeah, I think that that's totally true about, you know, reaching out to your own community and, kind of it's kind of power and numbers situation yeah. Yeah. it's like someone at the very top isn't gonna 99% of the time they're not gonna listen to you but if you right. kind of use your resources right and then look around you and look you know, around you and I also yeah. think there's like a group of actresses who I'm so excited to see shine like like even further like I feel like there's a bunch like Yaya DaCosta Nicole Bahari yes. Um, yes. you know I feel like they're like they're there's just a lot there's a creative. bunch of us yeah that's like right here and like I'm just excited to see what the next phase for everybody's gonna be but I just I'm just looking forward to all these girls just going and getting it yeah me too man like yes. i want to see nicole and i mean i'm like i've i've loved every performance that i've seen them and i'm like why aren't they you know but but it's yeah, not, no, here's the yeah. thing i think social media makes it seem like like this game is like yeah easy it's it's really hard like yeah. if it was easy everybody would do it everybody be in it. it yeah oh yeah yeah it's not guys <laughs> you know and that's why when like when I'm like, oh, you know, even with me, people are like, oh, you should be, you know, even more. I'm like, I'm in a pretty good spot and I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel good. And my, I am. And it just feels mm -hmm. like, you know, sometimes when we say things like they should be this place, it's like, no, they're right where they're yeah. supposed to be. They're gonna, it's, they're gonna get there. This, this, this business is not 
easy at yeah. all, yeah. even yeah. though it and seemingly on, is. Yeah, on all, on, in all on all of us, all yeah, of us. It's, and then, um, you know, I don't know what the pandemic's going to bring, but we're bracing ourselves. I so, know, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I, you know, it's like, but I know, I, I know my homely ass is hunkering down until the end of August because I'm right. like, I'm not going anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I totally hear you. For sure. Oh, my God. Tika, you are so great. You are Thank amazing. you so much. I love so much. Thank you so much. Congrats again on season two. Yes. Yeah. to see that. And, and yeah. me and Amanda are probably, we're, we're really happy to be kind of the first ones to celebrate yeah. with you. In, in I, this. Feel, <laughs> no. I feel honored. <laughs> I feel honored that you guys even knew. I was like, oh. <laughs> it, um, it's, it's, our, it's our job. We have I, to know. <laughs> or else they'll, we'll, we get in trouble. Right, 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 right. Um, Thanks so, so much. Thank you. Yeah, so mixed dish season two coming at you. You can watch it on Hulu um, right now, right? Yes, yeah, you can yeah, watch and, it on it's Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yep. Uh, going to be in an Anne Lowe biopic. So yes. we'll go that. <laughs> Amen. From you your lips to, to God's ears. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Tika. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys. Thanks, this is guys. so fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank Bye-bye. you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.